We are continuing now on with some of the discussions about Lashon Hara and some other Agatha Gemara, so we'll hopefully move on to more topics as we go through Erech and Daft Erech and 16b. The Gemara brings down Shmuel Bar Nadav. Shmuel, the son of Nadav, asked me of Chanina for Chanina. But Amrila and some say Reb Shmuel Bar Nadav asked the quiet Chasanti to Reb Chanina and Reb Chanina. Some say this was not Reb Shmuel Bar Nadav, the regular Reb Shmuel Bar Nadav, but it was Reb Shmuel Bar Nadav, the son-in-law of Reb Chanina, who asked his father-in-law Reb Chanina. The Amrila and there are those that say that Reb Shmuel Ben Levi was actually not Reb Chanina, but the question was asked to Reb Shmuel Ben Levi. So what was his question? Manish Taira Mitzayra. Why is Mitzayra different? Shamar Taira. The Taira says Badad Yeshiv Bichotzamachan Ameishavai. That he has to sit outside of the machana, he has to sit in seclusion, he has to isolate himself from the rest of the world. The Gemara, the, the Gemara explains the answer that he received was that since he caused separation between a man and his friend, a man and his wife, by speaking to a man saying something bad about his wife, or speaking to one person saying something bad about someone else, over there he caused separation between the two parties. Therefore, Amr the Torah says, Bada Yeshev. He must sit in quarantine. He must sit in isolation. He must sit separated, just as he did to other people. The Gemara continues, On our Rabbi Shobhan Levi, Manishtana Mitzayra Sha'amr Tayra Shnei Why is Mitzayra different that he has an obligation to bring two birds? L'tahara say, In order to make him pure again. Amr HaKadosh Baruch Hashem said, Hu Asa Maisa Patet, he spoke, he chirped, he said, he, he said words. Therefore, Therefore, the Torah says that let him bring something else that makes noise. Let him bring a bird that chirps. Making, let him bring a carbon of something that makes noise, just as he made noise. The Gemara, said, the Gemara continues on to uh, discuss some more, some more, some more, um, some new things discussing the obligation to to, to give teichacha to rebuke someone who's doing something wrong. The pasuk says, "Do not hate your friend in his heart." So let's just quote. Let's quote out the entire pasuk. The pasuk says, "Do not hate your do not hate your brother in your heart." Rebuke your rebuke rebuke your the member of your nation. And he should not carry some kind of ill-doing um, on, on himself. Meaning that if he sees someone doing something improper, let him know so that way he could stop. And the, uh, there's an interesting Ramban, says the sidebar. The Ramban explains this Pasuk that it's referring to when someone, someone's doing something wrong to you. If someone's doing something wrong to you, don't carry that hatred in your heart. Rather, rebuke him, correct him, and that way he won't be doing anything wrong. Meaning, if someone does something that annoys you, go over and tell him. Don't let him continue doing it in a way that will just help build on, the, on, on whatever bad feelings that there are. Let him know that what he's doing bothers you, and with that, you'll be able to, uh, to, to, to remove the hatred. However, the so the shot the Gemara is going with over here is when someone does something improper. If someone's not following the, uh, the, the proper path religiously, over there, there's an obligation to rebuke him. It says, Yachal, I would think, 
the the sorry, listen I would think that you can you can't hit him. You can't slap him. Similarly, you cannot curse him. Therefore, therefore the Pasik says that do not hold this hatred in your in do not hold this hatred in your heart. Sina Shabalev Hakasamidamber. The the Pasik is referring to a hatred in your heart. So, okay. <clears throat> so the explanation for this Gemara is that the main purpose of rebuking a friend is not because you want to get them. The main purpose is like, don't hold any hatred in your don't hold any hatred in your heart. Meaning that someone's doing something improper and if you don't help him out, then you're in fact hating them. So you have an obligation to correct the person. It's not, you're not correcting him so you should feel good. You're not correcting him so, you know, that way you get to feel like you get to push yourself on top of him. And in that case, you would say, listen, if I hit him, in that case, it's going to ruin me. It'll mess me up. The reason, why you're, the reason why you're rebuking him is solely for him, solely to help him improve himself. So let's just say, you know, if someone's about to jump off a bridge, commit suicide, over there, obviously, you know, it would be hating him to not stop him, even if it means injuring him. It would be hating someone to not help him out, even if it means that sometimes being tough. So over here, the, the Pasuk says, don't hate him. Don't hate him in your heart. And therefore, at times, if it requires even extreme measures, that would be permissible so long as you're doing it truly out of love, not out of hate. The, uh, the Gemara says, Minayin. How do you know? If you see something improper, so this doesn't refer to even something that's entirely awesome, just something that's improper. Even for that, there's an obligation to speak up, assuming that you're doing it out of love and not out of hate. Give him rebuke. If the first time you tried and it didn't work, how do you know that there's an obligation to do it again? Now, assuming that, that, that it might actually have an impact, the Gemara, the, the, the Gemara says, Tamalar, for that, the Pasuk repeats, It says, give him rebuke. It repeats the word twice. Tell you that at times you may even, be, you may even need to re- repeat the rebuke. I would think, even if through the rebuke, it'll cause them to be embarrassed. Tamalar, for that, the Pasuk says, For this, the Pasuk says, do not... Beer, do, do not do not a sin on be, be, because of him. So over here, if it's something that'll be in public, it's not done properly. So over there, for that, you know, one has to be careful to figure out exactly how to rebuke. The um, Amr of Tarfin, Reb Tarfin, said that Tomani, I am in wonder in If you could find anyone who's the recipient who could be a proper recipient of Techaha. Who, who could you go over to and rebuke them? And because of the rebuke that you give them, they'll correct their ways. If you go tell someone, go and literally take the splinter that's, that's between your eyes, he'll tell them back, take the beam between your, between your eyes. Meaning that if I go and correct someone for a splinter, he'll go and respond, me, I have this issue, you're much, much worse. People, what about people these days? Their response is that they almost view it as being on, as, as you know, they be, immediately become offended, and their response is, 
I'm what I'm doing is wrong. You you act much worse. I'm Rabbi Lozman Azariah. Rabbi Lozman Azariah said, "Tamani yesh bedar Not only do people not accept teichacha, not only do people not accept rebuke, but people don't know how to give rebuke these days either. The, the, uh, we'll, the, we'll, we'll, we'll see this in a moment. It just um, reminds me of a story that when I was in yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, I learned by Rabbi Arya Bernstein in Yerushalayim, in uh, Yeshiva Siyag Torah. And there was a, a boy who sat next to me who came every day consistently a half hour late. And one day he walked in, instead of, say, walking at 10.30, he walked in 11 o'clock in the morning, and he was beaming, massive smile pasted on his face. So I turned to him and I said, uh, you know, clearly it's something different. And I asked him, like, what happened? So he said, I walked into yeshiva today, and sitting, standing right there by the front door was Rabbi Bernstein. And he pulled me over to the side and dragged, pulled me into the dining room, which was empty at the time, and sat me down. And he said, you should just know there's a big issue in Eretz Yisrael that a lot of people come, they join the yeshivas over here, and there's not enough oversight. There aren't enough members, there, are there are not enough rebellion. And because of that, they're going completely on their own accord. People become, entire, become very inconsistent, as teenagers do. One day, that's it. I'm going to become the biggest tzaddik, the biggest tamar hacham, learning the whole day. The next day, sleep through the whole day. No consistency. They can't figure out where they're, you know, what, what they're doing with their life. You, you have consistency. Every day you come. Yeah, you come about a half, you, you come a half hour late. It would, be, it would be, be, a, be a big improvement if you came a half hour earlier. But by you, I see this great Milo, this great thing that you're able to come, you're able to be very consistent. You're able to figure out exactly who you are, exactly what you want to do. People that are inconsistent, there's no way of them ever fixing themselves, ever, ever, ever mending their ways because it just it'll work for, for, for a day. You're someone who's very consistent. He walked in all excited, all proud of himself. And this, these few words, the teichacha, the fact that rebuke was phrased in a way that was positive, definitely had a much stronger impact than any other, uh, you know, coming over, almost attacking him. Anyway, going back to the Gemara. Bar Rabbi said, Man, I need a lot. Excuse me. I can I, I can uh, I, I can testify. Um, so he goes to correct. He says there were many times that Akiva, referring to Rabbi Akiva, got hit for me. That I used to complain about Rabbi Akiva to to Lufnei Rabbi Gamliel Barabi. And through my complaints, not only did he hate me, but this created an incredible friendship. So over here he says that you should just know there is someone in, the, in, in that generation, the generation of the Tanaim, who was able to use Teichacha, utilize Teichacha as a, as a source to create an Ava, to create greater love. In order to fulfill that which the Pasuk says, Do not rebuke the lates. The scoffer, lest he be angry with you. Rather, give rebuke to he who is wise and they'll love you for it. Now, then, then they now know how they can improve. The son of Reb Shimon had the following question. If someone has the option of doing Giving a rebuke, lishma, meaning l'shem shamayim. A person can honestly say that 
when I'm giving rebuke, it's solely in order to help improve this person. The other option is that he could say, listen, I'm going to act like an anav. I'm going to act humble. And a humble person, like, who am I to go over and rebuke? Now, that humbleness is not entirely lishma. He's not doing it because he's really up to, he's really, he's really up to it. But he's acting that way, at least that way, to practice the, uh, the, the, this, this great thing of anava, of humility, that who am I to go over and correct people? So which one's better? Is it better to go over to someone and give him teichacha, rebuke him? Or is it better to practice anava? Is it better to practice humility and therefore not go over? Which one's better? Amar says, Do you not, do you, do even you not agree that the anava, if anava would be entirely lishma, if a person really, really wants to, really is an anava, if someone really is humble over there, that that's great, greater. Um, as the saying goes, anava Anava is the greatest. So we see from over here, that there's something, something great when you go list through the various great, uh, the, 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 great, the greatest levels that can be, atta- can be attained, anava is the greatest. So therefore, since anava, since humility is such a great thing, therefore even just practicing anava at the expense of teichacha, at the expense of rebuke, practicing humility at the expense of, uh, expense of rebuke also can be... Um, yeah, I should that that should also supersede the mitzvah to, to give teichacha, the mitzvah to give rebuke. The Amar of Yehuda, as Yehuda said, the Amar of a person should be involved in doing Torah and keeping the mitzvahs, even if he's not doing it for the real for the proper reasons. Because through that, through doing things, even without the proper, even for like. You know, for whatever the reason is, a person who's learning who, who's learning Torah for whatever other gain he may have, honor or uh, as a source of even a, even a livelihood or whatever it may be, or people that do mitzvahs, someone who don- who, do- who donates money in front of a great a, a great group of people, all those things. Although it's not the best, but it's a it's a stepping stone in order to a person for a person to practice the mitzvahs. And therefore, over here also, anava, humility, is a great mitzvah. And even though uh, over here it means that he's not giving tochacha, over here it means that he's not rebuking people, but it's a worthwhile step, stepping stone to get to humility. The Gemara says, What would be a great case of this tochacha l'shma and anava l'shma? The Gemara says, Kihadir Ravuna v'chiyabarav, like that story that Ravuna and chiyabarav have yasvik hamedishmol. They were sitting in front of Shmuel. Amalei Rebchia Barav. Rebchia Barav kept on saying, Chazi Marad the Kametzairali. Look, what? Look, don't you see Rafuna? He keeps on bothering me. Kabbalalei, this Sulaymetzairali. So, this, <clears throat> excuse me, this, this, uh, now his, his response was that, uh, that, 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 that he had to accept on him not to bother Rebchia Barav anymore. So basically, Chiyabarav complains that Rav Huna is bothering him, and Rav Huna has to say, okay, fine, I won't bother, any, bother you anymore. Basadinafik, after he left, Amarle, he told him, hachi vahachi that you should just know that which I was bothering Chiyabarav was because he bothered me first. The Gemara says, the Amarle, uh, so he said, Amarle, 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 Amarle,
that you were bothering him, you should have told me right, right, right then and there. Well, that he he started it. I didn't want it that the children of Rav should be embarrassed through me. So even though I, he started it, and even though I'm now being falsely accused, but it's not worth it for me to embarrass the son of the great Amarirah. How far does Teichacha go? To what extent does a person have to be willing to risk his own you know, safety in order to rebuke someone else? Rav Amarav said, Ad Haka. It goes even to the extent that the, if the person that he's correcting will go hit him, he still has to do it. Shmuel Amar Shmuel says, Ad Kola, until he gets cursed. <clears throat> so, Verebiechen Amarechen said, Ad Nizifa, until he's done, until someone, until, until he gets, like, uh, gets the other person upset at him, until he gets scorned. The Gemara says, So they all prove they all prove their opinion that how far does it go? Is most extreme until I actually get hit, until a person gets cursed, or just until he gets the other person angry. This the, these all come from one pasuk. It says, Shal, just to get the back trap, David um, did not show up at the party that Shal made. He was nervous for he was scared for his safety, and Yonason. Uh, Shaul, so Shaul asked Yonason, where's David? And Yonason basically started defending David. And the, the, the Pasuk continues on that in response to Yonason, Shaul's son defending David, Shaul got upset at Yonason. And he said, Ben Naavas Hamardas, you are the son of some, you know, twisted. And rebellious woman, Uksiv, and it says, and he grabbed the sword to hit him. The one that says, until he gets it, he'll say, so we see Shaul, that Yainasan was willing to accept even getting hit for it. And the one that says, until he gets cursed, says to, the, to, to your embarrassment, the embarrassment of the nakedness of your mother. That also is a curse in some way. It's disrespectful to him. The one who says until gets angry, well, we see Shaul got angry. So we see all three things from the Pasuk, that this Pasuk is the source of where the extent, to the extent that a person must give Teichacha. The Gemara asks, Gemara says that if I say that I'm not obligated, the point he gets upset, I'm no longer obligated to correct him anymore. Now, Shaul, this, is, this Pasuk is not great. We see Shaul even got up to hit him. So you see, Yainasan was willing to correct Shaul to the extent that Shaul was willing to hit him, to willing to curse him. The Gemara says, Shani Asam, the Agav Chavusa Yusera, the Hava Bela Yainasan Medavid, Masar Nafshay That case was different. Yainasan and Shaul, Yainasan and David had a special relationship, and that's why he was willing to sacrifice much more. The Gemara continues on, An Heichan Yishana Adam Bachsan Yishalai. To what extent does a person not, should a person not change his the place where he's staying. So the simple understanding is if someone's staying by someone's house and there's some kind of, you know, just uncomfortable for some reason, the, the, there's, there's an obligation almost on the guests not to, not, not to leave and stay by someone else. And the reason we'll see later on in the Gemara is that when you leave, then it shows that there's discord between you and the, and the homeowner and that's just, that just not, it's not a healthy situation. So to, how far does... How uncomfortable must it be for the guest 
for him to, uh, to, to not leave. The Gemara says, Rav Amarav said, Anaka, until he gets hit. Once the guy starts hitting him at that point, he could pack his bags. Well, Shmuel Amar Shmuel says, that, no, until the homeowner comes and literally takes his bags and throws them out. Everyone agrees that once he gets, once this individual himself gets it, he can pack his bags and leave. And once his bags get thrown out also, everyone agrees that he could pack his bags, that he could not pack his bags, he could just leave. Where's the At the point where he hits his wife. Now the simple translation of the words of hitting his wife refers to the wife of the of the of the um, I'm sorry, it refers to the wife of the the host, of the of the guest. So the Gemara over here seems to be implying if they hit me, I can leave. If they're hurting my wife, it's Machikas in the Gemara whether I'm allowed to leave or not. Now there's the, the obvious question which the Marsha says is that if you're hurting your if they're hurting your wife, for sure you should leave. If you can leave even though they well, even when they hit you, for sure you can leave when they when when they hit when they hit your wife. So I've seen uh, two different explanations. One would go for Rashi. The one the one that goes for Rashi is that you're right. If they hit his wife, for sure he could leave. The question is, when he comes back, could he come back himself and is he obligated to come back to the same host? That's one explanation. Meaning, this time around, of course, he's allowed to leave. Next time around, if he's on, you know, on his way out anyways, leaving town, next time he comes to visit, must he stay by the same host or not? Because in the case where his wife's no longer with, not, not with him, left his wife at home and he comes back to the same town, must he, stay, must he go to a different host? There's another shot brought down in the Gemara, another shot I saw brought down, that it's not, not like Rashi, it's not that, he's, not that the guest host gets him, but he realizes, he recognizes that the tension that he causes from him staying by his host caused such tension that the host is hitting his own wife. So in that case, is that enough that I'm creating such tension I now have an obligation to leave? Okay. One person says, well, listen, it's not my issue. It's their issue. And the other opinion is us live true day. That uh, no, this is this is uh, this is not this is not this is just not going to work. We'll start creating a large fight. Why why must you go so far? By changing things, it, it creates issues for both him and the host. It creates that now everyone will say he's a bad guest, and we'll say he's a bad host. It's not worthwhile to change hosts. How do you know that a person should not change? Where he stays, Shinamar, as the Pasuk says, that Avram went back, he stayed at the places where he stayed before. So you see, a person should stay by the same host. He traveled the same way he traveled. What's the difference? Who cares which Pasuk I learned? If a person just happened to be um, going through the city, needs a place to stay, he didn't actually like pick this host to stay by. But he's driving down the road and pulls into a, to, to a hotel. Should he stay that place again? So over there, depending on which pasuk you have, it, it would also uh, make a difference as to whether or not he has an obligation to stay by that host. Also, Amar Rabbi Echanan, Rabbi Echanan said, "Minayin." From where do I know 
that a person should not change his livelihood, his job, after the job, job that his parents have. In other words, if this is our family, is a family of plumbers, he should also become a plumber. Shunamar, as the Pesach says, He took Hiram, who was from the, from the tribe of Naftali, and his father was his, his father was from Tzri, Tzari, and he was a coppersmith. And there's a well-known saying, that Hiram's mother was from Dan. And it says, We know was one of the creators of the Mishkan, so that means he must have been a professional coppersmith, and he was from the tribe of Dan. So we see that coppersmith, he came from a family of coppersmiths. If you come from a family of coppersmiths, you should just follow the family tradition. What is the considered the end of Yisra? Meaning, what is the smallest degree of suffering that would constitute as being suffering? We'll see for which for, for which halacha. Amar Blas, Rabbi Blas says, "Kosh arglei beglulubish." They sewed him. They tailored him a garment to wear. They him a scabble, but it doesn't fit. Okay, that's already painful. He's wearing pants that are too tight. That's uncomfortable. That's considered Yisra. Maskala Rava Rava said that Rava's ears v'itemr shomah benachmenik delamizuamru. What do you mean? Why do you have to go so extreme? Stuck wearing tight pants? Of course that's suffering. Um, that even if instead of adding hot water to his drink, they added cold water to his drink, that's enough. Um, or he wanted cold water, they added hot water to his drink, that's enough already to, to be considered already to be considered affliction of suffering. You think that it's got to be so far, it's got to be the pants are too tight. Even if his shirt came, came on uh, backwards, in other words, he put his right, right arm into his left sleeve and he's got to take his sleeve off. Okay, so it's not a big deal, but then already that's already considered too much suffering. That's already suffering. Either Rav or Rav Chesta or Bitzak or Tzabrai. So they say, Even if he stuck his hand into his pocket to get two coins, three coins, he only got two, and now he's got to stick his hand into the pocket all over again, that's considered two, that's already considered suffering for whatever Allah. And only specifically if you got if you need three and you only got two. Over there, that's that's not as much. Then you don't have to go rummaging through your pocket to get another coin. So then if you got three, if you needed two and you got three, well that's not Yusurim. That's like just a little bit. You've got to slide it back in your pocket. If you have to go rummaging through your pocket to get another coin, that's already considered Yusurim, that's already considered affliction. Like, what difference does this make? What's, what's this whole discussion for? The time of Bishmael. Someone who 40 days passed and they had no affliction, then we know, okay, you already got all your reward in this world. So over here, well, 40 days passed, but it's got to be 40 days without even needing to, uh, you know, stick your hand into your pocket a second time. It's got to be really lucky. But Marava Amri and in Marava and Eretzishol they say Puranias Mizdamenesloi. It doesn't tell you that he that he received all his reward, but rather it just knows his time. You know, you, you had forty good days. You're gonna have a pretty bad chapter coming up. 
All right, we will stop here for this week.